Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. Here is your host, Derek Pearson. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Thanks for hanging out. I know it's late, but you need company, and so do we. So we're here for you. Uh, we're just going to sit up and talk for the next hour or so and take you into uh, what should be a really, really cool Thursday. But 402-464-5685, Sarger Heyman text line, Honda Lincoln Hotline, if you want to join in the conversation, if you want to join in, if you want to check it out on the live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live. What we're doing tonight is we're bringing in a closer. Somebody who knows how to finish. It is the most difficult thing in all of sports, and yet somehow she excels at it. Let's bring in uh, Nebraska Bowling's Crystal Elliott. Ma'am, how the heck are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Good to see you again. Good yes, to see you again. Too. You know, trying to figure out a way to get you, you know, in rhythm. Yeah. You know, you're, you're back. You know, you're busy. You're a busy lady, so you got stuff yeah. going on. Well, it was really busy, like, especially, like, this past, like, month because season wasn't in so all my meetings for the rest of the year were pretty much getting planned out so do, do you know what your life looks like now over the next several months hopefully <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean the, the the change is there your first competition is when uh next weekend we leave thursday thursday and head to where uh we head to youngstown ohio Who's who's in the, who's in this this invitational? Who's in this um, one? Do you know? I believe Arkansas, McKendry, Youngstown, because uh, they're hosting um, us. Um, and maybe a few littler schools, but yeah. So you got some bangers in this. Oh one. yeah, for sure. This is a good like starting out kind of get your feet wet tournament. Yeah, I mean this is deep. Uh, how far into it? So you guys, have, you've been working all summer. Like I know you've been busy and you've been. <laughs> Busy on the lanes and trying to get your work in, and uh, it's that. But three All-Americans return. That's some heavy lifting, right? Like, you guys are in good hands, right? So, okay, so talk to me about this thing. Win the national championship. You have uh, a successful year, but not to your standard last year. Correct, yeah. Then there's the understanding that we didn't like the way last year felt. Yeah, for sure. At least that's what I'm told. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, as as the closer and a leader, mm-hmm. a national standard, what do you do in the off season to make sure that last year is never repeated? I I took all summer and I I used all summer to gain more knowledge about the sport, uh, gain more knowledge about myself, and really just take the time to learn that bowling does not define who I am as a player because I feel like, especially last season, I really took it to heart because I wasn't bowling up to my standards. So I was like, Oh man, is that like, is that how I am now? Like as a person. And so this past summer, I mean, I was on the lanes every day except like Sunday and it really allowed me to figure out how I could have two separate lives, my personal life and my athletic life. And so I now feel that I'm more prepared for this coming season to not, I really, I guess, like standardize myself based off of my bowling. 
is that is that normally was that the normal process was that based on success or were you that person before you got here um i was okay in the youth realm of things i was Mm -hmm. very successful so like i personally have not dealt with a lot of hardship in the sport and i really hadn't hit that bump in the road quite as hard as i had hit it last season um but i feel like it's something that every athlete like you need to eventually figure out like your sport is not who you are it doesn't define you like you are someone completely different like you're nice you're helpful I like especially now like I volunteer so much in the community more than I ever have because I was like this is my personal life that I want to set aside from my bowling world so I don't get the two mixed up but so much of your of of your existence before now was getting here it's 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 I think for student athletes, and we'll get to in the next segment the mental health aspect of it mm-hmm. because I know that's something you've been working on, and that's kind of my lane. But I would say that to get to here, it takes everything, oh, yes, for sure, every bit of your focus, all your energy, all your all the reps, all your resources, just to get here, just to get oh, considered yeah. to get here, right? So it it makes perfect sense yeah. that everything is tied to this sports athletic thing yeah um how did you know that you needed to separate the two when did that happen it started affecting my game Mm -hmm. and once it started affecting my game I really had to step back and say like who do I want to be like not the athlete I want to be because I already know I can achieve that Mm -hmm. but who do I want to be off the lanes who do I want to be with my family who do I want to be with my friends who do I want to be out at college? Mm-hmm. And so I had to answer all those questions truthfully for myself. I couldn't just make excuses for myself anymore. Like I was like, if I want to be better, like I have to do better. Why was it? Why was it? Have you figured out? Have you landed on why you felt the need to make excuses? I think because I wasn't ready for that. Just because, again, like I had never faced that, like not failure, but never. Face well, friction, that bump in friction, the, yeah. friction, friction. And so I think it really, that was like my, like kind of slap in the face, like, yo, get it together. Like you, you can be someone more than this. So you identified early what you were going to do. Like you knew bowling was a thing. It was important to you. And that was how you were going to travel and do your thing. When did you know that this is, this is kind of my jam? Oh, wow. Uh, um, maybe when I was like 13 or 14. Okay. Um, I missed uh, junior team or yeah, junior team USA by one pin when I was 14 years old. And <laughs> I was very upset at that. <laughs> but, I was, but you realize how, how, how we'd taken the right way. How yeah. absolutely remarkable that is. <laughs> that was like my little spark because like, I don't know. I personally had never seen how, I guess, good of a player I was. And so I always took it for granted because I always saw those people that were cocky. And I was like, I don't want to be that person. Like, I don't. So like, if I tell myself I'm bad, then I must be bad. And so that was like the realization of like, wow, like, this is my jam. Like I can probably do this. I. <laughs> this is why I told you the first night we met. I'm like, okay, you have lots to tell people and share people. And from a leadership standpoint, it's necessary for you to understand 
your power in this space. There are a limited number of national champions on campus. Yes. There are a limited number of absolute finishers on campus. Uh, there are a limited number of people who compete on a national level and are relevant, yeah. extremely relevant. To say that there's 10 or 12 athletes, period, on campus who have been in the space that you've been in. So here's the reminder. Don't forget that. Like, do not forget that. Like that, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, but that's, that's why I said you're going to be around more because, one, you're going to help yourself, but, two, you're going to help the next you, and you're going to help the people around you who need. You're going to help your teammates. You're going to help your classmates. You're going to help people on this campus to understand what it's like to be uh, a student athlete, uh, to be a female student athlete, to be an elite student athlete. There aren't enough conversations about how you're supposed to get through. Like nobody, uh, it bothers me in in coaching that a lot of coaches never teach young people what to do when they get everything they dreamed of. I don't think I ever would. Like it's it's a thing. Like it's all of the stuff to get to the path and then go. Hey, you're great. You're on your own. No, no. That's when you need leadership. That's when you need guidance. And the fact that you guys are getting together as student athletes and putting this stuff together. Um, I want to have the conversation with you and have several conversations with you because you need to know, like you need to know it's okay to not get it right. It's okay uh, to not be perfect. It's okay uh, to, to, to have a bad day. We'd say it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. Like, oh, sure. <laughs> like to learn that thing. So at 14, you, you figure out that this thing, not only matters, but you're good at it because both have to happen. Mm -hmm. Like both have to happen. Like you can be yeah. good at it. If it, if it don't matter, you don't care. But you figured that out. So then what was the plan of attack? Was it just to be excellent every day and then whatever happens, happens? Or did you target University of Nebraska? Did you target other universities? How did that work for you? Um, I really didn't target any universities. I just was like, whatever opportunity is there, I want to see which one will, I guess, get me further in life. And so I was looking at it from that perspective. And, I mean, I transferred here to the university because I originally went to Duquesne, which is a neighboring school of the University of Pitt. Great time. <laughs> um, Nothing to <laughs> But um, I once I got a taste of college bowling, I was like, wow, like, I really want this. But it goes back to when I was 14, I had only dedicated. I was like, okay, like, I only want to bowl. I only want to bowl. I want to be the best person on the lanes, and I want it to be, like, without a doubt, who's the best person? Crystal Elliott is. And so, like, that's where my mindset was. And so, eventually, I had made junior team and stuff, but then I had hit a little bump in the road to where I was like, oh, maybe I'm just a house shot bowler. And then, I mean, I also went to the university as well, for or yeah academics because i believe they're a top 10 in the education realm of things and i want to be a teacher so i was like okay academically like this is a great fit maybe bowling wise it's maybe not my favorite but we all learn from new environments that we've never been in and i i would say that i definitely learned a lot it i learned a lot about who i am who i am as a teammate who i want to be and then i got the opportunity here so then i was able to really use those resources that I gained and apply them here on this team. 
what's harder, what's more difficult, what takes more energy, uh, the scholastic part or the academic, athletic part? The athletic part, mm. for sure. My academics are no like they do not time consume as much, and athletics is like every day I'm in the stadium for at least eight hours a day kind of thing. And Well, I say this to my athletes all the time, that you're the same person in class as you are oh yeah on the field so the things that translate and transfer you should be at the same level with both correct should be <laughs> should be <laughs> should be but you put more pressure on one than the other yes you love one more than the other i don't know actually i want to be a teacher so obviously i want to stay in the realm of education some way or another are you already a teacher or are you going to be a teacher? I'm going to be a teacher. Okay, so you're evolving in that space. Correct, yes. You know how you're going to be – I know you're going to be a great teacher? How? Because of the way you're approaching your athletics. You think so? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Curiosity leads to more lessons. Correct. So you being curious about how you perform and having an understanding and then high repetition, high volume, high level of, of, of volume, <laughs> right? Like we're going to do all this stuff. So, and having gone through friction, you now understand friction. So when you see friction somewhere else, you will identify it. Yeah. And that's how, me as a coach, what I always said was, I made a million mistakes so my players never had to. Like, that's my job. That's literally my job is to take all my lessons and go, okay, I'm going to stop you before you burn yourself. I'm going to stop you before you hurt mm -hmm. yourself. I'm going to stop you before you, you make yourself less than. Um, but for you... To, to choose education is a lifelong thing. Then it becomes about the person. And great teachers, this is, you ready for, I'm going to give you this one. This is, <laughs> great people make great teachers. Great teachers make great people. So yeah. you got to get that thing right. Like, you got to get the personal side right to yeah. get the first professional thing right because Everybody's counting on you. There are people yeah. you haven't met yet who are going to cross paths with you waiting, hoping that you got it right. Oh, I think about that all the time. <laughs> oh, right? my gosh. Right? That that these young people are coming, and they're going through their life, and they're going through their, their doubts and their fears, and they're hoping that at some point in their life somebody comes along and identifies what's good in them, what's great in them, what's elite in them. The rest of the stuff is not your concern. It's that stuff that yeah. matters. So then you have to remember great coaches are coachable. Great teachers are teachable. Don't beat yourself up getting there. Because those kids don't need you to arrive beat up. They need you to arrive <laughs> in full. Like they need you in full. <laughs> right? They're coming for you. And yep. so that thing, right? Um, I do want to say this. We talked to Crystal Elliott, uh, Nebraska Bowling. And through her journey to get through uh, to becoming a national champion, All-American, I always want to remind people that the journey is way cooler than the accomplishment. The accomplishment is just a result of you making a whole lot of really cool and sometimes difficult decisions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you about your parents. So talk to me about the people who loved you first. Uh, my mother. Okay. Uh, my mother has been my rock, and mm -hmm. I mean, definitely, you know, teenage girl to mom, you always have those arguments growing up, but mm -hmm. 
Uh, I ever since going to college, she has become my best friend. I think I have called her at least a minimum of three times a day mm-hmm. to talk to her. And I don't know, like, because I should say my freshman year, I did not want to talk to my mom. I was like, bye, see you later, peace out. But um, then sophomore year, I was like, okay, maybe I want to call her a little bit more. And then because of my frustrations last year, I would call her all the time. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And so now I just call her like three times a day. And I'm like, what you doing? (laughs) The fact that you say you call her rather than text her gives me more hope. Oh, I call her all the time. Okay, because I, like, I tell people I'll text her every once in a while. I'll be yeah. like, you up? Yeah. That, <laughs> see, that's – yeah, that, yeah I'm, not, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, I'm really not. Um, so the education part and then you knowing once you got to Duquesne that that wasn't the space. Yep. It wasn't the place for you. What was missing? The bowling aspect of it. Mm. I think because – I am an athlete and I'm a competitor and I wanted to be the best. And I was like, what is going to get me there with the best resources? And mind you, like Duquesne had a lot of great resources, like their uh, physical therapist, their athletic trainer, everyone there was very understanding and they all supported me. They were like, we get it. Like we're some small private school. And although we don't have what they have, like it benefits those that here and I'm like, wow, like, I really appreciate that so many of, like, the staff members, like, were like, go ahead and do it. And uh, 2021 National Championship, actually, our athletic director, or the athletic director mm-hmm. for Duquesne, mm-hmm. uh, went with them. And he saw me in the hotel, and he's like, oh, my gosh. And he was so happy to see me. And so now I keep in contact with them. And so look because, what you did. And, like, that's a door that, like, I don't want to close, though, because – He's a great person, and I feel and like I had so many conversations with him because I was like, I don't want to leave because the academic side of things are so great here, but I want to be an athlete. I want to be a national champion. Like these are the things I want, and I don't know if I'm gonna get them here. So you were speaking to national championships and this sort of thing before you got here. Oh, correct. Like I've always like I used to practice by telling myself, okay, like you need all three in the tenth, and I'd get up there. And I would just be practicing, and I talked to Coach about it. I was like, hey, can we do this as an exercise? And so now before we get to the national championship, he's like, all right, Gwen, you need three in the tenth. All right, Crystal, you need nine spare strike, or you need a double nine. Like, and we have to step up and do it. And, like, he'll do that now with us, and I think it's so exciting because I'm like – my childhood dream. No situational awareness. <laughs> this is good. I mean, look, but I'm not. But I'm not surprised by that because, listen, you you get you've got an exceptional uh, leader, um, great man, mm-hmm. and I know he cares about you. Well, you all. So yes, um, that's good to know. Um, what is your favorite thing? Favorite moment? Is it your first ball or your last ball? Which one gives you the biggest amount of goosebumps? Um, I don't even think it's doing that. I think it's looking back at your team. Mm-hmm. And so I know, especially like I have a video of the three shots that got us on to the TV show. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't even look at the shots now. I look at the team and that alone just gives me goosebumps because like the shots don't matter. It's the people who are behind you. Y'all are wild though. We try to be. Y'all were <laughs> wild. Like, I had no idea it was such a party. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, if y'all you're not having it. a good time, then yeah. get out. Yeah, y'all are good. <laughs> yeah, I just have you been to a bowling match, Carter? Have you been to one there? I have not. Okay, put it on your list. And there's, unfortunately, there's only one here. <laughs> but, yeah. It's in March. Don't worry. You, have you got time. time. <laughs> right. you, got, you got time. I went through, and I didn't know what to expect. But that, no matter what I expected, that wasn't it. It was... An alley full of screaming warrior <laughs> women. Like it was just like like they had group chants and it was on call and foot stomping and hand clapping. I'm going, what is happening? And then you notice that the fans behind it were way more into it than the, even the athletes. The fans who come, the, the parents, the parents are one group. But the fans who are used to just coming to Nebraska bowling, apparently, again, <laughs> Didn't know it was a thing like that. I just did it with my jaw on the ground. Like, what is happening in this space? Y'all are in this. It's a party. So, I look, I, I get the whole looking back because y'all get after it. Y'all get after it. Who, who is the, the, the vocal leader, the one that gets everybody going and keeps them going? Um, I would say Amar and Gwen definitely keep them going. Uh, but that's not a surprise. No, not at all. Like no, they, they are just so outgoing. And like the thing that really like it really has inspired me is that they don't have to be throwing a shot and they're still on the sidelines and they're like they're holding the iPad and they're like, all right, so you're going to strike this time. And they're just cracking jokes and everything just to like kind of get you smiling. And like they they never like they never let you down. And that is like the most beneficial thing that anyone could be doing it, it will be my hope for this season that you guys get more coverage and that somehow the athletic department figures out a way to give you guys two cameras so that it's not just facebook live <laughs> and mom and dad's surface yeah. well it's <laughs> also really hard like just because we only have one event here so it's not like we can carry around some TV cameras and be like, but, let's but, go group. But you've never – you guys don't go on the road by yourselves. Like, the your coaches, families show up. Some of our families do, yeah. Yeah, I my mean – I think my mom has only been to a total of two college tournaments I've been in. Does Does your mom know you're badass? <laughs> oh, yeah, for okay, sure. Okay, okay. Because she's only been to two. She's missing out. Well, I think also because, like, my mom's a nurse. So, like, especially with the hurricane that had just hit Florida, no. a lot of people are going into hospitals. And right now she's just trying to figure that out. So, like, I know that she won't be able to go to, like, the first two events. Okay. But valid reason. I mm -hmm. mean, she's no, helping no. people that she, She's being a superhero. Really need it. She's Correct. being a superhero. And so, for that, I can't, I can't be mad at her. I'd be no, like, no. I can always text her and be like, Mom, get on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> get on Facebook. They, they they can still do better than Facebook. Yeah. I'm just saying. We'll throw it to break more with Crystal Elliott one on one. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.